When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome in to a very special episode for reasons that will soon become clear of What's Right with Nick Wright, the podcast and YouTube show. We have, by the way, we have a fancy executive in studio here, the wonderful Angelina Matarazzi, who runs, best I can tell, our entire social and digital department. And I hear she's here because we're doing so well on YouTube and because we need to be doing better with the podcast numbers. So she's here to monitor, to see. So again, if you could subscribe on Spotify or iTunes, wherever you listen, and continue, by the way, subscribing on YouTube or tell your friends to do so, we would appreciate it. By the way, little update, there will be no top 50 player revealed on Sunday because this coming week we are on vacation. So one week from Sunday, number three on the top 50 players last 50 years will come out. And no matter who it is, Kareem, LeBron, or Michael, I have a feeling it's going to be our most watched episode up to this moment. So if you want to be the first person to get it, subscribe on whatever platforms I just mentioned before. Also today, we have a special guest, but that guest will not be revealed yet. First, we must discuss what we always do, which is what we are not discussing. Here are the things that did not make today's show. We are not talking about Heinz Field changing its name to Acrisure Field. What I will tell you is, you know who broke that story? None other than... Andrew Filipponi, one of my best friends in the world and a man who I once was his boss at a college radio station when I was making $87.15 a week. Shout out to WAR. We are not going to discuss Richard Jefferson's refereeing career beginning and ending, and we are not going to discuss Jake Paul's goal being a light heavyweight champion as we continue our 36-plus show streak of not discussing anything about the Paul brothers. However, What we will be discussing today is some family dynamics, and let me explain it. Today happens to be our regular co-host, Demonze's 24th birthday. Happy birthday, Demonze. I asked him what he would like for his birthday. He said two things, money, which is typical, and to let him pick who would sit in for him. He's like, ooh, that's risky. I was like, you can have the day off from work. He's like, deal, I'll take it, but can I pick my replacement? I was like, who's he going to pick? And he said, I want you to let Deanna do it. Deanna, you have heard her voice on this show. You have not seen her on the show until right now. That is his eight-year-old sister, one of my three favorite children. Deanna, not a sports fan, but is going to pretend to be one for the next couple of next hour or so. Anna Bear, you ready to rock? Don't call me Anna Bear, but yeah. Okay, you're ready? All right, Deanna, are you ready? What are we starting with? Iggy said Rashid Wallace would be a top five player and better than Giannis. What do you say? Okay. I'm glad you started with that good decision by you. I, I Let me say some nice things about Rashid Wallace. Rashid Wallace, maybe a little historically underrated. That 04 Pistons team does not win the title without Rashid Wallace. Everyone says, oh, what if they had drafted Carmelo? Well, if they had drafted Carmelo instead of Darko, 
Yes, that would have been good long-term, but if they had drafted Carmelo, they probably wouldn't have traded for Rashid, and then maybe they don't win the title. Rashid is known for the unbreakable record. I think he had around 50 technicals in one season. That is more than Joe DiMaggio's hit streak, more than Wilt's 100-point game, the most unbreakable record in sports because now you get suspended after 16 technicals. Rashid was an awesome three-point shooter ahead of his time for his size. Great defender, excellent player. I say all that to say this. This might be the most batshit insane, sorry, Annie, uh, sports take of the year. If you are, I, I want everyone to understand what Andre Iguodala is saying. He is saying Rasheed Wallace would be far and away the best player in the NBA right now. Because that's what better than Giannis means. Better than Giannis does not just mean you're all NBA. It doesn't just mean you're top five. It means you are clearly and unequivocally the best player in the league because Giannis is clearly and unequivocally the best player in the league. And he's saying he'd be better than him, which is why I actually wanted to start the show with this because it is another example that I think kind of low key Giannis is still underrated. I think we're going to talk about this more later when we talk about skill versus impact because Giannis doesn't have a feathery jump shot. There are certain camps of people that want to act like the obvious isn't true. And the obvious is he is the most impactful, most dominant, and therefore the best player in the league. Does he have, is he the most skilled player in the league? I don't know. Does he have the biggest bag in the league? Certainly not. Does any of that matter when he's the best defensive player in the league, when he is the most efficient scorer in the league? Oh, but can he get you 50? I don't know. He can get you 50 to win the title. To win the NBA Finals, we were on the top 50 players last 50 years list. I was going through what were the single best finals performances ever. And the one that I think jumps out to most people is Jordan in 93 against the Suns when he had a 55-point game or a 54-point game. I think it was a 55-point game. Uh, when he averaged 41 per game, when he beat Barkley. If it's not that performance... And it's not LeBron in 2016. It might be one of those two. But the only other candidate is not D. Wade in 06, is not uh, pick your favorite Kareem finals that maybe the 1980 finals when he didn't even win finals MVP. Pick your favorite Magic final. It's none of those. It would be Giannis in 2021 when he was coming off the hyperextended knee and after game one was 35 plus every single night essentially, won a game with a block, won a game with an alley-oop, and then hung a 50-piece to win the title coming back from 2-0 down. So somehow Giannis is still, by some of his peers, a little underrated. Again, there's nothing against Rasheed Wallace, but there is no era in which Rasheed Wallace would be the best player in basketball. Are there eras where that would have fit his game more than the one he played? Yeah, this era with the stretch fives and stretch fours, his three-point shooting would be even more valuable. That's all fair, and that's all true. But what's also true and fair is Rashid was a bit of a, at times, call him, I don't want to say knucklehead, but he is the guy that forgot to guard Ori, maybe cost the Pistons the second straight title in the series they lost to the Spurs in 7-05. and And let's just be honest about Rashid Wallace. Great player, would never have been one of the, the best player in basketball, would never have been a top three player in basketball, no matter the era. All right, I heard you huff there. Before we get to the next question, was that boring to you? Did you think I went on too long there? Yeah, and what did I say about the nicknames? 
Oh, you didn't want you. So can I call you? No. Okay. All right. I'm sorry. Bleep that out, guys. So America doesn't hear it. All right, Baguette, go ahead. What? What's next? The Jazz might trade Donovan, Donovan Mitchell. He could come to New York. What's going to happen? Okay. So that's another really good question. So the Jazz are, you know, as Brian Windhorst let us all know in his very cagey manner a few weeks ago, the Jazz are holding a fire sale. The Donovan Mitchell thing, though, is intriguing for two reasons. First of all is this. They got such a haul for Gobert. Trading any player that's a star player is going to be difficult for any team, much less the Jazz, because they are not going to get five first-round picks for Donovan Mitchell. They're going to need to get players, and they're going to have to fill out their roster. The other point that I think is noteworthy is the following. Donovan Mitchell has had less playoff success than John Wall had in Washington. The, the, the furthest Donovan Mitchell has ever gotten is a game six of round two. John Wall and those Wizards got to a game seven of round two. The, the idea that if, if Donovan's your best player, can you win a title? Unequivocally, no. If Donovan's your best player, can you make the finals? Unequivocally, no. If Donovan's your best player, can you make the conference finals? Well, we haven't seen it. We have seen Donovan of his last six series lose five of them. And the one that he won was against the eight seed Grizzlies after they had won the playing game against the Warriors and Ja was a rookie. So point is this, Donovan Mitchell is a really nice scorer, one of the 22 best players in the league and on the right team could put you over the top. So if Miami could get Donovan Mitchell and keep Bam and Jimmy Butler, is that a perfect fit? Absolutely, and there are t- people connecting him to Miami. Do I think they have enough if they can't trade? I wouldn't trade Bam. If I'm Miami, Bam is so wildly valuable to me because I have to go through Giannis every year. So I'm not trading Bam. So Miami, Tyler Hero, plus they don't have all their picks. I think that's a hard trade to make. Everyone's connecting him to the Knicks. He might end up going to the Knicks. But then again, I that's fine. But Donovan Mitchell, Jalen Brunson, Julius Randle, you have a, a round two ceiling if you even get to a round two. I don't think, my opinion, Donovan Mitchell added to the Knicks. You got to make round two, you got to be one of the four best teams. Does it make it better than Milwaukee? No. Does it make them better than Boston? No. Does it make them better than Philly? No. Does it make them better than Miami? I don't know. Maybe. What about what Cleveland's going to be? Atlanta's going to be? Not even mentioning Brooklyn. So I'm going to give you two teams that I think make perfect sense for Donovan Mitchell if they want to consider it. The Philadelphia 76ers, they would trade Tobias Harris and Tyrese Maxey plus a A pick. And not giving you multiple picks if I'm including Maxey in that deal. But for Philly, that makes sense. And Utah, if you value Maxey and his upside, I, I I think that's a trade I would consider. The other one that I came up with this morning is Memphis. Jaron Jackson Jr., and picks for Donovan Mitchell. Again, you need to go to a team where you have a clear number one. Phil, Miami has Jimmy. Philly has Embiid. Memphis has Ja. Ja plus Donovan, plus they keep Dylan Brooks. You have Brandon Clark. You've got Steven Adams there. I actually think that would be a really interesting one. I hate losing Jaron Jackson, but you're probably not going to get free agents if you're Memphis. You've got to at least consider that. 
So I, the Knicks are the team that's been tied to him ever since they hired Wes and Leon Rose. And, you know, he's from the area. He keeps showing up at Mets games. Maybe they get him. I don't think, I don't think that makes them anything close to a Eastern Conference champion contender versus, uh, let alone an overall championship contender. All right, get, uh, Deanna, my apologies. Deanna, Marie, right. What is next? Uh, first of all, I was yawning because this is boring. Okay. Second of all, yeah. you did your QB pyramid on TV. You got Herbert top three. Uh-huh. If you had bet on someone other uh-huh. than Mahomes. That's quite the dramatic other, yeah. Uh, To be MVP, who is it? Okay. So as far as from an odds perspective, I do really like Justin Herbert's chances. <laughs> I Listen, I am the, the QB pyramid is I have Mahomes at the top, Josh Allen and Justin Herbert on the level beneath him, and then we have Brady, Burrow, and Stafford on the next tier. So I think what jumps out to people, I'll answer the question in a moment, is I don't have Rodgers top six. If my goal is to win a Super Bowl, how can I put Rodgers out of Mahomes, Allen, Brady, Burrow, or Stafford? How? Now, you can say you can put him ahead of Herbert, Herbert's been in the league two years, never been to the playoffs. Amazingly, though, despite never being to the playoffs in the last two years, two years where Aaron Rodgers won league MVP, he only has one fewer playoff victory than Aaron Rodgers. Rodgers, to me, Rodgers should be getting the treatment the media gives Lamar. We know how great he is in the regular season. In the postseason, there's real question marks. That's a fair criticism of Lamar that is now also a fair criticism of Rodgers. Rodgers is not going to win a third straight MVP. Brady, I think, knows the Bucs aren't good enough for him to win MVP. It's one of the reasons he walked away. Mahomes is a smart bet because all of a sudden it's like, is Mahomes an underdog with no Tyree Kill, toughest division ever? Uh, but you said other than Mahomes. Josh Allen would be a great bet, but there's no value there. I don't know if Burrow's going to have the numbers. So my answer is Justin Herbert. I think Herbert's numbers are going to be unbelievable. I think the Chargers are going to be the second best team in that division. I I think that people have underrated how great Herbert has been. He has the most yards through two years in NFL history. He has the most touchdowns through two years in NFL history. He has the most 300-yard games through two years in NFL history. And I like his coach. I know some people don't like his coach. But I, Herbert, to me, is a good one. The other one, and I don't know if we can throw that pyramid back on the screen. The other one that, to me, as far as more of a flyer long shot bet it would well none of these a Dak's not gonna win league mvp but i'm trying to think of uh, you know what i'll give you a long long shot that i don't think's gonna happen but i could see them having a really good record i could see him having a oh everyone forgot about how good he is here matt ryan matt ryan with the colts do i think it's gonna happen no but at a guy that's better than like 40 to 1 do I think that would be decent value? I do. All right, Deanna, what's last? Bobby Burke said Steph is is the second best player ever ahead of LeBron. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what do you say? All right, here's what I say. Let me fix your chair for you. Uh, listen, Bobby Marks, I, some folks would come here and start taking shots and be like, isn't Bobby Marks the guy that traded you know, the picks that turned into Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum for a year of Paul Pierce and KG. I'm not going to do that. Some people would say, you know, Bobby Marks 
you're just being a little too prisoner of the moment. I might do that. But here is the other. He, I, I will address the Steph versus other greats in a moment. But first, I want to have, I'm going to do my best Draymond Green here, and I'm going to talk about the modern media. And I'm going to be a little bit before vacation, a little self-congratulatory, okay? Are you mocking me right now, Deanna? Yeah. Yeah? And your foot is on my knee. Okay, I apologize. Were you mocking my hand movements earlier? Yeah. You think I move my hands too much when I'm talking? This is you. Yeah? That's how I talk. We're Italian. This is, this is. I'm not not Italian now. Okay. All right. Here we, let me, let me answer the question despite you, you not being interested. I'm going to do my best Draymond Green critique of modern media. Not everyone is built for the take game. And I say that with understanding how absurd it sounds, but it is also true. Bobby Marks is out here to explain how the CBA works to talk about contracts, to talk about, you know, long-term cap ramifications. Bobby Marks, though, has a couple times dipped his toes into the take water, and they've been a little too hot for him. The day James Harden was traded, nobody remembers these things. I remember. I have a whole catalog of bad takes from other media members, especially media members that may have taken a few shots at me on Twitter once upon a time. I don't forget, Bobby. Bobby, the day James Harden was traded, Bobby Marks went on television and said, This summer, James Harden is going to sign the worst contract in NBA history. And he explained how the Sixers were going to give him a quarter of a billion dollars, how it was going to be crippling to them long term, and why that was one of the reasons why it was a bad trade for them. And then all of a sudden, this summer, James Harden opted out of his $47 million and actually took a pay cut to $32 million to help the team. And then Bobby Marks all of a sudden gets on TV, and they're asking, I think the question was LeBron versus Jordan. He was like, oh, ho, ho. Let me throw a curveball at you. Jordan versus Steph, because Steph's the second best player ever. I don't even want to talk about Steph's resume compared to LeBron's. It is clear and obvious, and it is inarguable. But the people this is disrespectful to are Tim Duncan and Magic Johnson and Kobe Bryant and other guys who Steph is clearly behind on any legitimate all-time ranking that he is then jumping him ahead of. And we talked about Magic a lot on the latest Top 50 of All Time video. But Magic's career, again, I just want to reiterate the bold points. He had 12 years before he had to retire due to HIV. It was during one of the most competitive eras in NBA history of the 1980s. An era where, now obviously Magic's younger than Michael, came or older than Michael, pardon me, came in before Michael but where Michael couldn't sniff a championship. And Magic Johnson won five. He went to the finals nine times. He played nine or 12 years. Those nine years, he won league MVP three times. He finished second in league MVP voting three times. And he came in third three times. So 75% of his healthy years, he was a top three player in the sport. Putting anyone other than Kareem, Michael, and LeBron ahead of Magic is so wantonly disrespectful and insane. If Magic hadn't been diagnosed with HIV, he would have, I think, finished his career with a legitimate goat case. Instead, he sat out three years and came back and was 80 pounds heavier and was still good in that brief time he came back in 96. So that's what, Deanna? What are you pointing at? Zero. 
Zero what? Zero. The time? Zero. You mean I went too long? Yeah. Okay, all right, we'll be right back. Warmer, sunnier days are approaching, so fuel up for them with Factors No Prep, No Mess Meals. Factor will help you meet your wellness goals just in time for summer, thanks to a vast menu of chef-crafted, never-frozen meals with options like Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. These fresh meals are ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy you are, you'll always have time to enjoy nutritious, great-tasting meals. Variety? They have that. Factor has 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week. Working on wellness goals? Factor has you covered with dietitian approved meals and ingredients you can trust. How do they taste? They're delicious. From breakfast to dessert, stay fueled with easy, nutritious, and delicious options. What about quality? Each Factor meal is restaurant quality with premium ingredients like filet mignon, blackened salmon, and shrimp. So start spending less time in the kitchen now because you don't have to shop, prep, cook, or clean up. Make today the day you kickstart a new healthy routine. What are you waiting for? Head to factormeals.com slash nickwright50 and use code nickwright50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code nickwright50 at factormeals.com slash nickwright50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. We're sitting down while he's, he's talking. The dork was talking. Should be in dire with the wimpy kid. Why? Because <laughs> you're a wimpy kid. <laughs> Actually, no, you should be in Dork Diaries. Oh. Dork Diaries. You're a dork. Do you have someone feeding you these lines? Do you have an earpiece in? No. I know these lines for myself and my mom. <laughs> I thought you were a dork, uh -huh. but I never got to say it because I thought I would get in trouble, but Sissy said it to mm -hmm. you, so now I can say it. What, what makes you <laughs> think I'm a dork? Because you are. But there's what evidence? Give me a, an example. Okay, are you ready to do this next segment? Sure. Do you need to practice? No. Are you sure? Yes. Okay, can you can you try to at least pretend to be interested in what I'm saying? Me, me, me not being interested is funny, Daddy. You think so? Yeah. And nobody cut this out. All right, welcome back in What's Right with Nick Wright. A special episode, special because it's our last episode for about a week as we are about to go on our first vacation since the show really started. And also a special episode because one of my three favorite children is here, none other than Deanna. How do you think that first segment went? Eh. Eh? How do you think I did? Eh. How do you think you did? Great. Okay, that's what I figured. All right, are you ready to start the second segment? Can you sit up straight? Can you can you can you speak with authority? What are we starting with? You were arguing with strangers on Twitter again yesterday. <laughs> what happened? Okay, so here's what happened. So yesterday we were at uh, none other than I can say where we were. Correct? It's a, it was the none other than the wildly talented Danielle Monet Truitt's house. They, she, you know her as 
the Sar- Sergeant Bales on or Bells on Law and Order Organized Crime, a friend of my wife's from Sacramento days when they were little kids, at our house, and I see a tweet. And it's from one of these supposed real basketball accounts. They, un- you know, they look past the numbers and the narrative and they break down the game. And they were explaining how, listen, there's a reason that LeBron is not respected the way Michael and Kobe are. And he went on a thread about it. But then this was his final flourish. And this is one of the most hilarious tweets I've ever seen. And then he had a funnier one later. Said, for the impact on winning thing, it's simple. Michael's resume is unmatched. He didn't see a seventh game in his life. They stepped on that floor full of fear. Kobe's five titles in a 10-year span in that brutal West, with Shaq being the only superstar he played with. Different. So before we get to my tweet, first of all, someone yada yadaing with Shaq being the only superstar he played with is one of the most asinine things I've ever, I've ever heard. It's like, you know, you won the war with nukes being the only weapon you used. You had peak Shaquille O'Neal for three of those five titles. To gloss over that, like that is just a, yeah, I mean, who, yeah, I mean, it's just a guy, he's a guy who played center, is just objectively dumb. But he said something there that a lot of Jordan people say, never played in a game seven, never faced a game seven. So I responded with this, which is my favorite thing about some of these supposed real basketball accounts is the wanton line. MJ played in three game sevens, and two of them are very famous. The Pippen migraine game, which was game seven of the Eastern Conference Finals the la- in 1990, and then the game seven against Indiana, the last dance season, which we saw them talking about, that was the game after Reggie hit the famous shot where he, on the bad ankle and then Bird's walking away. He doesn't, you know, totally non-plus. Also played in a game seven against the Knicks. Played multiple game fives in round one when round one was only five game series. But it's neither here nor there. So, and then I expanded, by the way, before we show the next tweet, that for Jordan's got an obviously great goat case on the merits. But some of the Jordan sycophants demand to create a history. They're like, oh, he won six titles and he would have won eight titles if he hadn't retired, even though one of those years he came back and lost to the team that then lost to the Rockets. They also say, oh, if he wanted to be good at three-pointers, he would have been good at three-pointers. Like, no, we he wanted to be great at everything. And the only time he was above league average in three-point shooting was when they moved the line in. You don't, LeBron fans don't say, yeah. He's only mediocre at free throws because he doesn't care about him. We're like, no, it's a great player. Greatest player, some of us say, but not a good free throw shooter. And the, and the lying about the game seven thing, that's just not even an opinion. That's a fact. So I sent that tweet. And then this guy has the audacity to respond to it, among other things. He responded to a few things and said, suckers can't counter a statement. So they rage over, a dissect a spelling mistake. He called that a spelling mistake. So what he's saying he wanted to say was MJ didn't see a game seven in the finals, but he misspelled it and wrote instead MJ didn't see a game seven in his life. I hate that when my iPhone autocorrects in in the finals to in his life, a common spelling mistake. But I told you the first tweet wasn't the most hilarious. This tweet was the one that was most hilarious because don't show it just yet. He says he would love to play me one-on-one, which this is not a question 
of who is the better basketball player. However, spoiler alert, neither me or Mr. Ball Don't Stop are great basketball players. You know how I, I know? Because neither one of us has any video of us playing that isn't recorded on an iPhone. You know what great basketball players have? Hey, here's my televised games in college or the pros. But that didn't stop him from sending out this tweet, which I might frame and put on my wall. If I come in my peak form, Nick's not getting a shot off on three dribble max. Who are these people that think they have a peak form? Buddy, you're a basketball blogger. You don't have a peak form. You might have a, ah, I looked pretty good at open gym today form. You might have a, hey, they saw me warming up and they picked me to be on their team on the blacktop form. There is no peak form for any of us. We are all guys that as little kids wanted to play in the NBA, recognized at some point, some of us sooner than others, well, that ain't happening. And instead we went to talking about it. The, my peak form. That is Al Bundy-esque, my peak form. Let me fix your microphone, Deanna, if you're a little worried about that. I got that. I'm done with that rant. By the way, do you do you think I'm, if I were to play that guy in one-on-one, that I would win in basketball? I haven't seen you play. What's your gut? Do you think I'm good? You do? Oh, what a shocker. I appreciate that. I Thank you. I would beat that guy. You would beat that guy. Good call. I agree with that. I would take you in that game. Okay. I'm told we're now playing a game. They won't tell me what game it is. What game are we playing? This or that. This or that? Okay, sit up and tell me the first one. <laughs> oh, you like that graphic? Okay, go ahead. Better Summer League, Paolo or Chet? Okay, so they, sh- they shut down Paolo early because he tweaked the ankle. And Chet did have some spectacular moments and also some rough moments, most notably when Kenny Lofton Jr., was bullying throughout, even though Kenny Lofton Jr. will never play a second in the NBA. My answer is Paolo. I thought Paolo looked sensational in his two summer league games. I think Paolo looked ready. I think that if I were to bet on a rookie of the year based on those summer league games alone, plus the Duke pedigree, Paolo would have my bet. I thought Paolo looked like the real deal. Chet showed you the upside and the downside. Chet's going to be a work in progress throughout. He's going to have some great moments and also going to get pushed around quite a bit. My answer is Paolo. All right, what's next, Deanna? Uh, first of all, you wrote one twice. Oh, okay. Sorry about that. On the, on the scr- uh, and I did what? Spelled Paolo wrong. I spelled Paolo that way so you could pronounce it easier. I was trying to help you out, lady. Okay. Okay. It's called phonetic spelling. Okay. Okay. All right, what's next? And we got to go a little bit faster because we have three things left in the room, like three minutes. Okay, go ahead. Uh, more, more interesting QB story. Jimmy G... Might go to Seattle or Baker being done with progressive? Okay, I think it's far and away Jimmy G. And I think the Seahawks, going into a year with Drew Locke as their quarterback and Geno as the backup, that can only mean one thing. You want to be the worst team in the league. You want to have the number one pick. And that would make sense if Pete Carroll wasn't 70-plus years old. I don't think Pete Carroll wants to tank. I don't think Pete Carroll wants his final years in the NFL to be awful. And I don't think people, Pete Carroll wants people to be like, ah, eh, pretty mediocre once, you know, before Russell Wilson and after Russell Wilson. So I think Jimmy G going to Seattle makes a lot of sense. Baker and the progressive commercials. Listen, Baker is not, I mean, he's still famous, but he's no longer a marquee guy. So progressive is going to go elsewhere. That makes sense. All right, Deanna, that, was that fast enough for you? I guess. Okay, what's next? Uh, First of all, mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Uh, but speaking of that Twitter guy. Yeah. Go ahead. You should actually play him. Yeah, that's not going to happen. There's uh, no upside for that for me. They, so there's a good lesson for you. There are certain things that you got to look at and recognize. <laughs> it's only downside. If I win, nobody's like, oh, wow, Nick beat the ball don't stop guy in one-on-one. They're, nobody's impressed by that. If I lose, then people are like, you let the ball don't stop guy beat you? It would be like a... It would be the same reason why a guy in the NBA would never want to play one-on-one against someone not in the NBA. If you beat them, nobody cares. And if you lose, it's mortifying. Okay, now can we go to number three, please? Okay, sorry. This one's called Kids Don't Look Kids Kid- Look Alike. Okay, yeah. <laughs> uh, what's funnier, Eric Decker's shower photo or Jokic playing shirtless in Serbia? Okay, so here's – you haven't seen it yet. Do you want to see the Eric Decker shower photo? His son posted a picture on Instagram and look in the background. (laughs) See, this is why you're not allowed to use Instagram on me or your mom's phone. You might think you're posting a selfie and all of a sudden you see somebody's butt cheek in the background. It's one of us. I, however, am going to say it's the not the funnier moment was obviously Decker's kid. I want to give Jokic credit. And I know people will be surprised to hear this. Jokic used to be a bad body guy. And Jokic lost weight and got himself in shape and is able to play bigger minutes and has better stamina because of it. So that's him. That's the guy. That guy right there, Deanna, two years in a row, has won NBA MVP. But he wasn't playing. No, he's playing. No. Oh, dancing. You're right. I'm, uh, yeah. Oh, we're out of time? Wait, we gotta, can, we, can we do the last one? Do you care if we go over? Yeah. Yeah, I said, you're right, Deanna. I wrote on your script playing shirtless in Serbia, but he was dancing shirtless. That is correct. It's a fact error by me. All right, what's last? Best part about Hawaii, no work or no Demonze. If you say no Demonze, I'm going to tell Demonze, and he's going to get really mad at you. I don't think you're going to have to tell him. Don't you think he's going to watch? Don't you think he's going to want to see how you do? <laughs> So what? So you think it's that you gotta say no work. If you say no to Monte, I'm gonna gonna be mad. I'm gonna kill you after this. Show. Oh, ki- kill seems a little strong. Maybe maybe dial that back. <laughs> uh, I'm a little sad. Demonte's not coming. He's got other things going on. He's got to work. He doesn't get the vacation I get. He's got you know his girlfriend in town. So he's got some things. But I'm a little sad. Demonte's not coming. So yes, the best part about Hawaii is going to be the week off from work before we get to the big push of football season. I, we, you know, we almost went to Hawaii without you. <laughs> we almost left you with Demonze. Yeah. I, would, I, would, I would be okay with saying with Demonze and Maddie, though. Oh, you would? Okay, so, so do you want to do that? No. Oh, okay, so you want to go to Hawaii? Okay, we'll be right back. For those, for one uh, one day of those two weeks, I would stay with Demonze. Okay, good to know. Those two weeks before camp. Okay. Are we done? We have one more segment. Are you done talking? I'm done for now. Okay. What's up, everyone? It's Nick Wright, and I got something exciting to talk to you about today. Angie, your ultimate destination for getting all your jobs done well. Now, Angie isn't just your average home services marketplace. It's a game changer with over 150 million homeowners served and a network of over 200,000 skilled pros. Angie has experience and expertise to tackle any project with ease. 
Whether you're looking to spruce up your backyard or undergo a major home renovation, Angie's got your back. And their pros are locally based, often running small businesses right in your community. And here's the best part. Angie makes the process seamless. From researching and comparing pros to scheduling services at your convenience, Angie's user-friendly platform puts you in control. So why settle for anything less than perfection when it comes to your home? With Angie, you can trust every project will be completed with the utmost care and professionalism. So get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I or download the app today to discover why homeowners across the nation are turning to Angie to get all their jobs done well. All right, welcome back in. Final segment, What's Right, Nick Right. Again, like, rate, subscribe, review. Again, I, they say me, tell me to tell you to uh, like and review. I don't actually care that much about that. I would really like if you'd subscribe, though. And again, as is always the case, you don't have to listen every time. Just subscribe and it's there for you. <laughs> All of a sudden, your phone has no service. You're like, oh my God, I can't listen to the podcast I actually really like. Luckily, I have some What's Rights downloaded. You can listen to them there. All right, Deanna, I got to tell you something. I thought you did outstanding. I really, I knew you would do at least okay. I thought you did great. So as a reward to you, I'm going to give you, you let you use my platform that I've spent 25 years building and cultivating in order to promote yourself. When you grow up, you want to do what for a living? You want to be an actor. And what is the, what is what the thing you have asked mommy to do for your acting career uh, right now to help get it off the ground? Get an agent? You want to hire an agent. You, want, you have an agent. I do have an agent. Again, I've been doing this for a very long time. I would like to consider myself pretty successful. I went to college for it. I, we only have three minutes. Yeah, we don't have a lot of time for this. So this is so here's your moment. Because there's I'm sure there's agents watching, but they have decided, ah, does she have the chops? I'm gonna throw some scenarios at you. And you're gonna have to, this is called improvisational acting. You're gonna have to on I, I the know fly. What improv is. Okay. All right. Sorry, my apologies. All right, are you ready? Yes. All right, you are 17 years old. It is the summer before your senior year. Your grade card has come in. You have C's and D's with an F, and your parents have grounded you for the summer. Cannot leave the house, cannot be on your phone, grounded for the summer. You are trying to convince them to reconsider and go. Mom, Dad, please, I didn't mean it. You didn't mean to what? You get bad grades? What does that even mean? I tried my best. Did you really? Because it seemed like you were on your phone a lot. I wasn't on my phone during the class. They don't let me have a phone. Okay, okay but what about at what about at home? At home, when you should have been studying, and instead you were gabbing on the phone. My friends were helping me. I was helping my friends. We were working together. Okay, all right, new scenario. You are driving. You're speeding. You get pulled over by a police officer and you know that you don't have the money to pay for a ticket and you're trying to convince them not to give you one. And go. Can you please not give me the ticket now? I'll go, I'll run back home and grab my money. Oh, no, I, let me, no, I don't mean you don't have the money on you. I mean, because you can't pay them directly. I mean, if they give you the ticket at all, you're not going to be able to pay it long term. So you're trying to convince them not to give you a ticket ever. And go. Please don't give me the ticket. What, everybody asks not to give you a ticket. Why are you special? Because I don't have my money. Oh, oh so, so you, so what, so what are you, how, how are you going to convince me you're not going to speed anymore? 
<laughs> you can't think of it? You can't think of it? So your answer's not speed? All right, one last one, okay? You have just found out, what's your dream college? Uh, Do you have one? Okay, let's just make one up, Stanford, okay? You've just found out you got into, you know what, let's call it USC, where Sissy wants to go. You've just found out you've gotten into USC, but you have to move all the way across the country because you live in New York, and your mom doesn't want you to move to LA. She wants you to stay in New York. How do you tell her you got in and, and make her believe that you can go there and be across the country and go? Mom, I'm 18, I'm an adult, and I think I can handle myself there. My friends are going there. I can handle myself. What are you gonna do if, if something bad happens and you need help? I'll be okay, I'm 18. What does that mean, 18? An adult. Okay, and scene. How do you think you did? Good. Good? You're taking the mic off, you're done? All right, she's done. We'll be back in a week and a half. See you guys, what's right? Great job.